Welcome to Beyond Money, the podcast where we dive deep into the technologies and businesses changing the world. I'm your host, Jarrett Zaleski, and today we're going to talk about Peloton, the technology company disrupting the entire fitness industry. The global fitness industry is a massive, almost $100 billion market, and it's ripe for disruption. First of all, many people don't exercise on a consistent basis, as finding time in the day to get exercise is a challenge for many globally. We as a society are constantly distracted, and barriers such as traffic, poor weather, or work schedules that prevent us from reaching the gym during open hours get in the way. For those that do make it to the gym, this often requires a significant time commitment, commuting both to and from the gym, and paying expensive membership fees, often $50, $60 or more per month. Because of all of this, billions of people globally forego consistent daily exercise, leading to all sorts of long-term health problems. The United States has one of the most overweight populations in the world, despite its wealth and availability of fitness centers. There is a massive opportunity to disrupt the fitness industry and bridge that gap between I'll exercise another day to time for a workout. Peloton is seizing that opportunity. Peloton's mission is to use technology and design to connect the world through fitness, empowering people to be the best version of themselves anywhere, anytime. Using seamlessly integrated software and hardware, Peloton allows for anyone to have an incredible workout anywhere, anytime, regardless of the weather. For those that do regularly go to the gym, think about all the times you didn't go. Simply because of bad weather, the gym commute was just too long, or bad traffic, making you realize you wouldn't get in a good workout before your local gym closes. All of these barriers are removed with Peloton. There is now zero excuse as to why you cannot have an incredible workout when one is waiting for you in your own home. Peloton's greatest innovation is that they have simply made it incredibly easy to have a great, satisfying workout, regardless of what time it is. Every user gets a personal trainer right in their own home, available anytime, pushing them to work just a bit harder. This is the magic of Peloton, an incredible workout, anywhere, anytime. Peloton has thought deeply about their customer and has made numerous strategic business moves to optimize for long-term success. First, Peloton is a deeply vertically integrated company, custom designing both the hardware and software that powers their products. Additionally, they also film all of their media for streaming in company-owned studios, filming over 30 hours daily to provide new, engaging content for all their customers. All of these classes are stored in the cloud, allowing customers to experience any workout they desire at any time. Peloton also understands the value in owning the entire supply chain, so they have rapidly scaled investments in building out their own fulfillment centers and last-mile delivery centers to allow for full control and optimization of their product logistics. While costly upfront, this will allow Peloton to have increased efficiency across their entire supply chain, from the factory to the customer's door. Customers will be able to receive their products faster and at a lower price point. Amazon has proven the power of owning and optimizing the entire supply chain, and Peloton is taking a page out of Amazon's playbook. Peloton has also announced that they are building a factory south of Toledo, Ohio, for mass production of current and future products, furthering Peloton's strategic vertical integration advantage. Currently, 
Peloton manufactures their products in Taiwan and has them shipped to the United States and other global markets. As COVID and 2021 has pointed out, not owning the entire supply chain and outsourcing production to foreign countries can backfire, leading to significant delays and cost increases. Peloton is learning from their mistakes and investing in their own factories in the markets they operate in, reducing logistics complexity and cost. While this factory won't be ready for mass production until 2023, Peloton is making investments for future scale. Included in Peloton's vertical integration stack is the sales channel, as Peloton has both a website and retail locations to generate sales for its products. The world's best brands understand the importance of having a strong brick-and-mortar retail presence, whether it's Apple, Louis Vuitton, or Tesla, and Peloton is no exception. To complete Peloton's vertical integration stack, Peloton hires customer service associates to deliver their Peloton products in Mercedes Sprinter vans, taking Peloton's products from the last mile delivery center to your home. You want your bike on the top floor in your bedroom? No problem. The Peloton customer service team will set it all up for you. From the first sale to your first workout, Peloton owns the entire process. Expensive to build up front, but the ultimate customer experience and most profitable move long term. So what is Peloton's business model and is it working for Peloton? Peloton makes money in two ways, selling customer fitness hardware that they place in their home or anywhere they want, and selling customer software subscriptions to access the workouts Peloton creates. Peloton actually has two different subscriptions, one for users of their hardware products and one for those that simply want to work out without hardware. For those with hardware, the subscription costs $39 a month, and anyone in the family can use the device unlimited times. For the mobile-only subscription, that only costs $12.99 a month, but is limited to one user. When someone purchases the hardware product subscription, they unlock the mobile app for unlimited use for their entire family as well. So Peloton is definitely using this structure to incentivize people to make the leap and buy one of their hardware products. So is Peloton strategy successful? Let's take a look at the data. Peloton has achieved 100% annual revenue growth six years in a row and will have greater than 120% revenue growth in 2021, accelerating from 2020. Fitness subscriptions, which includes both mobile and hardware software subscriptions, has grown to 2.33 million as of Q2 2021 up over 113% from last year. Peloton also has had workout growth outpace subscription growth, with workouts having a compounded annual growth rate of 213% for the past four years, versus 107% compounded annual growth rate for the subscriptions. Diving into the numbers further, average monthly workouts per subscription has risen from 6.1 per month in 2017 to 24.7 per month in 2020. People are using the app more frequently for workouts, a testament to the quality of the experience Peloton provides. Peloton as a company has a 94 NPS rating, a rating to measure customer satisfaction and loyalty. Peloton's rating of 94 is higher than Apple, Tesla, Netflix, and Spotify, and is number one globally. Let that sink in. Peloton has the highest customer satisfaction and loyalty of any customer base globally. One of the many lessons I've learned through my many years of investing is that whenever customers love a product, 
so much to the point where it becomes a cult, that company is onto something. Apple back in the Steve Jobs days was known as a cult, with customers waiting days, sometimes weeks, outside of Apple stores to get the latest iPhone. Tesla believers defend the company vigorously at any opportunity nowadays. Peloton has an even stronger group of loyal customers, and I am yet to meet one customer who doesn't love their Peloton. There is no such thing as a Peloton customer just liking it. They absolutely love it. Great products are the output of incredible engineering, talent, and innovation. So whenever a company creates a product that is deeply loved by its customers, pay close attention. Peloton's customer loyalty and engagement isn't just in the United States, but internationally too. International engagement is very similar to the United States' rates. Currently, Peloton operates in the United States, Germany, Canada, and the United Kingdom, and recently launched in Australia. Revenue-wise, Peloton made $936 million in Q2 of 2021, a 54.2% year-over-year increase from $607 million in Q2 of 2020. Software revenue was up 132% year-over-year, growing from $121 million to $281 million in the most recent quarter. Software subscription revenue is growing to become a greater portion of all of Peloton's revenue as time progresses, allowing for higher profit margins for the company as a whole. Year-over-year, Peloton's software revenue has increased from 20% of all revenue to 30% of all revenue, a significant increase. However, everything isn't all rosy for Peloton. Last quarter, Peloton had a major recall of their Peloton Tread products, leading to significantly higher customer returns and therefore losses due to these returns. Despite having an increase in customer base, Peloton actually had less revenue than the previous quarter in the most recent quarter, as a decrease in hardware revenue caused the company to lose money despite an increase in software revenue. Increasing costs to build and expand their logistics system also led to increasing losses, specifically $301 million in the most recent quarter. Despite this, Peloton is in excellent financial shape, with over $1.6 billion in cash on their balance sheet, enough to pay off all current debts of $1.2 billion. While the most recent quarter was a tough one for Peloton, the fundamentals of their business continue to grow stronger, and they will get through this tough time. Many view Peloton as just a fancy bike maker, but Peloton's mission and long-term strategy suggests it is much more than that. This is the number one thing I see people missing out about Peloton. They believe it's just a pandemic fad, a fancy bike for the rich, and that once the economy is reopened, people will have no reason to use Peloton's products. These people are completely missing Peloton's long-term strategy and are overlooking the strategic moves Peloton is making in plain sight. Peloton isn't going after just the bike market or just the treadmill market. Peloton is going after the entire global fitness industry, an industry worth a staggering $100 billion. Peloton is expanding its fitness products to all disciplines, starting with its software. Their workout app, now includes 10 fitness disciplines including cycling, strength, stretching, running, meditation, yoga, walking, outdoor workouts, boot camps, and cardio. Within Peloton, the percentage of cycling workouts has actually been dramatically shrinking over time, 
with cycling now accounting for 64% of all workouts completed as of 2020, down from 97% in 2017. Additionally, Peloton recently acquired the company Precore for $420 million, the strength machine maker that has equipment in gyms all over the United States. If Peloton is just a bike maker, why are they buying a manufacturer of strength equipment? If Peloton were just a fad, we'd see significant churn rates and decreases in engagement over time. However, the data suggests that this simply isn't the case. While the newest subscribers have the highest number of workouts per month, older subscribers are still increasing their average workouts per month, and Peloton's customer retention rates stay flat around 88% after two and a half years of owning the product. Before I conclude, I'd like you to think about the value of Peloton's products. Number one, most of us don't work out consistently enough, and we all wished we worked out on a more consistent basis. For those that are dead set on going to the gym for strength training and require a vast diversity of strength machines, yes, Peloton's products may not address your needs for a long time. That is only about 10% of the market. The other 90% of the population simply wants a great workout that's easily accessible. Think about the premise of going to work out. We spend time in the car, going both to and from the gym. We have to share the space with other people. The gym is often not clean and smells, and on top of all this, we have to pay at least $30, if not closer to $80 per month for this access. Peloton, however, offers an experience that pushes you to work hard every workout, eliminates all commutes to and from the gym, saving you an immense amount of time, and is available 24-7. Gyms cost around $80 a month, and a Peloton, when financed over 39 months with no interest, costs the same amount of money. After those initial 39 months, the Peloton experience actually becomes cheaper than having a gym membership. No commute versus wasting time in a car. Workout at any time versus possibly having limited hours. Enjoyable workout environment free of distractions and uncomfortable interactions versus gym interactions. All of this for less money over the long run. This is the value of Peloton, and their value is only increasing with time. They will add more workout types, and they will come out with more products at cheaper price points. There may be a day when someone can buy a home gym set up from Peloton, and it'll be similar in price as a local gym. Why would you ever go to a gym when you can have a superior experience at your own home? Wrapping everything up, here's the Beyond Money concluding take. Peloton, on the surface, just looks like a high-tech biking company, overvalued, and a company who's already experienced its best days amongst the 2020 COVID pandemic lockdowns. Those that pay close attention, however, and notice the strategic moves Peloton is making, realize that this company has much larger ambitions than just connected bikes. Peloton is vertically integrating, investing heavily in its supply chain from the start of the sale to delivery at the customer's door. And these investments will allow Peloton to have unprecedented control of the entire value chain. While costly upfront, these investments will allow Peloton to drive down costs, increase delivery speed, and ultimately increase customer satisfaction. Future products, whether it's a rowing machine, strength machine, or any other fitness product, are destined to come in the future and these products will come at lower and lower price points. Peloton's products will continue to expand in availability globally, 
entering markets such as France, Brazil, Japan, and more. Peloton is just like Tesla pre-Model 3. Everyone thought the company was a luxury niche player in a niche market, not the future dominant player in the market of the future. The future of fitness is from anywhere. Peloton is the leader bringing more and more affordable products to this market. Just as the Model S and X were used to fund future mass market products for Tesla, the Peloton bikes and treads are those Trojan horse products that are funding the future mass market affordable Peloton products that will allow Peloton to disrupt the entire fitness industry. In my opinion, Peloton will become the Amazon Prime of fitness, with most families opting to have a fitness subscription for their family, just as hundreds of millions choose to have a Prime subscription. At a $28 billion valuation, I believe Peloton is a great long-term investment, as I can foresee Peloton having 50, if not 100 million subscribers over the long term. With that scale, I believe Peloton could easily become a $100 billion company, at least by 2030. Who wouldn't want a great workout, anywhere, anytime? Thank you for listening today, and I hope you found the podcast entertaining, insightful, and inspiring. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at BeyondMoneyPod to be notified whenever the latest podcasts drop. If you're an investor, follow me on Public, the social investing app at Jay Zaleski. There, you'll see all the investment moves I'm making and why I'm making them in real time. Spotify listeners, follow the podcast within the app to get push notifications whenever the latest podcasts drop. I hope you all have a fantastic day, and thank you for listening to Beyond Money.